mediocre. Colorado is as basic as it gets. <laughs> they won one game this season. Yeah, like if they if he would have went to you know like okay he went to Auburn he went to SEC I kind of get it if he would went to he went to regular Colorado. You left me for Colorado? That bitch ain't even cuter than me. You know, like, like that's how women like you can't just cheat on your chick with a. He cheated on. He dropped JSU for basic Colorado. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I'm Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Rozzy and Buff. But before I j- jump in with you fellas, I want to take a moment of silence. I want to kick it off really fast. Um, I lost another family member this week. Um, my youngest cousin on my dad's side um, died of an accidental shooting early Monday morning, so just want to take a moment of silence for my cousin, Little Vic. Uh, well, Ferg, before you do that, I want to add into that moment of silence um, because my cousin just lost her daughter uh, to a car accident this morning, uh, so wow. I just want everybody uh, make sure you buckle up, seatbelt save lives. Uh, she wasn't buckled up, got into a car accident, got ejected, so, um, Man, sorry you know, that. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. But yeah, I just want to jump in on that moment of silence as well. All righty. Okay, we're back. Um, guess it's hard to kind of jump in after that, right? But um, fellas, who wants to go first? Man. Uh, it wasn't but a short while ago we were talking about Dion and what he was doing and we said if he leave we'd understand but he'd probably get criticized and my god did we undersell the criticized part <laughs> Who the hot takes that I have seen my word um, I don't know if you guys are going to talk about this but I, I'll just say this I I find some agreement in both sides because I think he was getting about 400000 at Jackson State and Colorado was offering him $5 million. That's hard to turn down right there, bro. <laughs> right. It's, that is so hard to turn down. But I get the criticism. And I, I do need to say that I am a lifelong Dion fan. I picked the position I played in park football because of him. Uh, I like Florida State because of him. So... Uh, I do want to put that out there so if anybody think I'm not criticizing him enough then you have that to work with but I do think he deserves some criticism because yeah you can say white coaches do this all the time but he is the one that put himself as the figure that was going to try to change not just he made it bigger than just winning games at JSU he made it as though he was trying to help out the entire SWAC and the entire HBC, HBCU culture to where you don't have to go to a PWI to be successful. A PWI isn't necessarily an upgrade. It isn't necessarily better. You can do everything here at an HBCU that you can there. And then his actions say the complete opposite. Now you can wrap it up and say, this is where God chose for me to go 
or what's, what's the quote he said that coaches, they either elevate or get terminated. I mean, yeah, I, I guess. But I mean, if you're winning, you're not going to get terminated. And if you're doing great things for the program, you're not going to get terminated. It's just disappointing. I'm not one to call like I've seen people call people coons for agreeing with him going to Colorado. Uh, I'm not going to go that far with it, but I am disappointed. I was really hoping, call me naive, I was really hoping that this was the beginning of something, that when the next young, hot coach come along, he wants to go to an HBCU. Uh, more and more top recruits want to go to an HBCU because of Dion and what he's doing and the success they're having. So it was disappointing. I get it, but... He deserves some of this criticism because he made it seem like he was in there for the long haul. So I, I get it. Yeah, man. I, I, I think it's one of those things that I, I'm not mad at him. I'm disappointed in him. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want to count anybody's pockets or whatever, but it's I know it's hard to turn down five million dollars. But when when you're sitting on money like Dion sitting on money, it's a very different conversation. Right you can follow your passion, follow your dream um, and and do something for the culture versus go find the money and go chase the money. And I get it. He was like, one of the big things was that he wants to upgrade his assistant coaching staff. So it, while it may not make a big difference for his money, it might make, it might be life changing for his assistant coaches, right? Um, where he's getting five million, his assistant coaches may be getting that 400, 500,000 that he was getting as a head coach now. Uh, so that's a huge difference there. So I, I can get where he's trying to elevate his friend circle and what's going on with that and his homeboys. But it's one of those things that I do feel like I'm disappointed in him because he did, he didn't stay and do it for the culture. Uh, but we just have to have somebody else that's just as dynamic to step up. Uh, I think Melvin said it best, right? Somebody has to step up and be that, that person that brings people to HBCU football and all that. Um, that's not Dion, right? We need somebody who is swack, I guess is the best way to put it to bring, bring the, the, the attention and everything like that. Uh, and that's why I like UAB's pick, right? Uh, it, it's it's one of those things that um, they they picked a coach that may not have a whole lot of coaching experience, but at the same time he has a lot of connections. He's he's personable. He's going to bring attention to the program. Uh, so those are the things that I think it just it it makes sense. I I can't knock him for it, but I'm disappointed. It, it does seem like he's made it harder for top recruits to consider going to HBCU because everything he sold, you know, they can look at it as well. Are you going to do coach? Coach such and such is as soon as you get hot, you're going to leave and go to a bigger school. So why are you asking me to come do that? And, and you, you, people don't want to hear it, but sacrifice go to HBCU. How are you going to ask me to come there and you're going to do the opposite of what you're asking me to do right now should you get a certain level of success. So I, I think it's going to hurt. I hope I'm wrong, but I think it's going to hurt recruiting for HBCU. Man, you guys hit on some great points. Um, definitely is going to impact HBCU recruiting. So I'll say this. I get it. It's it's very easy for us to sit up here and criticize him. Um, but most people I know would take that same same offer and we take we take we take a lot less of that less than that 
every day um, to work the jobs we work. But I'm like you, Razi. I'm disappointed. I get it. Five million dollars is a lot. He did a lot for HBCUs. He did a lot for the SWAC. And I think his impact, if he would have waited two to three more years. Someone from FAMU posted this basically saying maybe his mission was complete. Maybe the mission wasn't complete, but maybe his mission was complete. Hey, I'm going to go there. I'm going to reestablish JSU football, bring some notoriety back to HBCUs and the SWAC. And that's all he wanted to do. I don't necessarily agree with that, but we don't know exactly what his goal was. Our goal was to to prove to the world that we can compete. Young men, you can come here. You're not losing anything. And the way he left and when he left kind of undermined all that. So I'm going to read this post that I saw on somebody from FAMU. And I don't know if this is his post or he saw this somewhere. But it reads, imagine Hall of Famer Deion Sanders taking a meeting with JSU athletic director and asking him, what is he seeking in a head coach? Imagine the athletic director saying that he envisions JSU being a powerhouse in the swag and bringing more notoriety to JSU and HBCUs. Imagine Deion Sanders accepting this mission and agreeing to it for less money than he would make doing his own thing because he's the most marketable football player to ever play the game. Imagine that Deion Sanders brings his own sons and daughter, resources and coaches in to help him complete the mission. Imagine that Deion Sanders completes the mission and far exceeds any expectations that anyone, including the athletic director, had for him. If you talk to JSU leadership, they will tell you that Deion did everything they asked him to do upon hiring. Respect the fact he did it in two years. There are also times in your attempt to help your own that they are not willing to help themselves. But that is another conversation for another day. Finally, imagine your own people being mad at you for leaving once you complete the mission that you set out to do. Who are we to tell Dion or JSU when his mission was complete? Moral of the story, don't project your feelings and hopes on other people. You will be let down every time. That's all about that. So, Mike Trump. I get that. I agree. I agree. I agree with all that. If that was his mission, but sometimes when you, st- I feel like when you step into the world, you create a bigger wave or impact than you thought you would. And so it was when he put on that hat, he he created a wave out there that, unfortunately, was bigger than I'm thinking he thought. And so the impact, it's. Would HBCU be better two years from now without Deion Sanders? That's arguable. Wow. Because now is he setting the HBCU college football back? Now are people, did he kind of prove that, hey, you know what? It sounds good to go to HBCUs, but in the end, we all want the white job. Because of the money, the resources and everything, the reasons he's leaving. That's all debatable. My main thing goes out to the students. So imagine... Byron Evans, Orazio Mancarella were seniors in high school and they left Florida State. Byron grew up as a Florida State fan, but he's a Deion Sanders fan. So instead of going to Florida State, his love, the place he always wanted to go, he takes his talents to JSU to follow Coach Prime and everything that he promised and everything he promises to teach. 
Byron's a sophomore now. Coach Prom is leaving. Byron's at JSU. What about all the freshmen that he recruited this year? What about all the people who turned down scholarships and places to go other places because of him? So, and the reason I guess I take it personal is uh, working with the Lamplighters. We have a lot of brothers and people who want to come out and say they're going to help. And that's the first thing I ask, can you commit? Because what I don't want you to do is promise these young men they get used to you because a lot they're following you. They're here not because the Lamplighters are that cool or JSU is that cool. They're here because of you in large part. And when you leave them high and dry, that could there could be uh, a lot of consequences or repercussions um, for these young men. So, I mean, I, I say you, you say that, but that's no different than any coaching uh, change, right? I mean, I, that happens all the time when coaches leave and and move and and everything like that. I don't think that's something that's just on prime shoulders, right? But, that's on any coach recruits? that does recruit. Yeah, but they can go in the portal and they're still five-star recruits, right? With with a uh, SWAC championship on uh, under their belt, right? Like that, they're gonna get recruited if they enter the portal and and they're gonna go. They may not go to an Alabama now, right? But the one that decommitted from Alabama, he might not go not go to Alabama, but he may end up at Georgia or something like that. Like it, it, it's one of those things that based on what they need or whatever, they're gonna still pick that kid up. If he mm. if he wants to move, but yeah, I don't see it working that way. So it's I, not I, that easy. I mean, it's, 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 not, it's, not, it's so many spots. It's, not, it's yeah, only so many I, spots. I, I, I get that, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, it's that is normal coaching staff changes. That's normal for when a coach leaves. That's not something that you we got to put on, you know, Coach Prime. <laughs> We do, what though. I will say yeah, is I, I think that's a cop out, sir. We do though. We have to Because they're on. making decisions they would have normally deciding between coaching going to Alabama and Georgia because Saban leaves, that's one thing. We're saying you're going to a school that you may never may have never considered. We're talking about you've changed your whole dynamics. You you could have been a all-star DB at a power five somebody who's in the playoffs right now. Yes, great for your SWAC championship, but you've changed these boys, and you also once again have lowered. You have proven the point that you know HBCU football is not all it's cracked up to be. I yeah. went for two, three, three years, tried it out. Mm, yeah. I'm yeah. a, I'd rather <laughs> go to a regular Colorado. Mediocre, that, mediocre. Colorado is as basic as it gets. <laughs> they won one game this season. Yeah, like if they if he would have went to you know like okay he went to Auburn he went to SEC I kind of get it if he would have went to you went to regular Colorado you left me for Colorado that ain't even cuter than me you know what I'm like that's how women like you can't just cheat on your chick with a he cheated on, he dropped JSU for basic Colorado. That's what's funny, cause when they named the schools that were going after him, I was, I, I immediately like ignored Colorado. I was like, well, he ain't going to Colorado. Like I can see like if it was Florida State or Auburn, somebody he ain't going to Colorado. But it's it. I think we put it on him, Rosie, because he he made it about him. He made it about him changing the culture. He sold the dream. Yes, he made himself to be different from the typical coaches that pick up and leave at the next best thing. And like, and like Ferg said, it's not like he left for a historic university. He left for Colorado. Also, he's not the most marketable football player that ever played. That would be Peyton Manning. Um, 
So I just wanted to put it out there. So um, he didn't, you know, yeah, he, he brought a lot of notoriety to JSU. He did a lot of good things. We cannot ignore the good things he did. He went, what, in two seasons, he went, what, 23 and one? Yeah. Back-to-back SWAC championships. So he definitely did a lot of good. But I think for me, it's just the things that he was preaching to us when he first went there and how he wanted to change this culture and how he wanted to prove the point that we're just as good as these PWIs and the opportunities here are just as good. And it's like, as soon as this, like you say, as soon as this basic school comes along but you she got a up. trust fund buff for a white girl I mean he ain't Kanye he claimed he claimed it wasn't about the bag that's a lie that's, that's a, a lie. lie that's a lie yeah. that's, it's all about the bag that's the yeah. only thing yeah like I can I can respect the fact that you have to do what's best for you and your family I get it you know um, I've even heard some argument where his son is going to try to transfer as well yeah. Um, to get more, you know, more publicity and stuff like that, play against more top. T- I get that. I love HBCUs. I love black people. I love my family more, hands down. But you also have to be willing to deal with this backlash because you know Dion ain't gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna snap back. That's what's gonna be funny. This time next week, it's gonna. We gonna hear about the snap back because he's gonna. He's gonna play the game. He's gonna. He's gonna prime it, and he has to accept it. Like I look at him, and people are gonna mad comparing him to any of these great leaders but a lot of times I think when people pick up the mantle I don't think MLK knew he was going to be MLK right Mm -hmm. you don't start doing these things you don't start becoming this movement with the idea of becoming a movement but when you become a movement sometimes the heavy is a crown that wears heavy is a head that wears a crown he had a heavy crown like he was making moves that I don't think he was prepared for or thought he would be in, put in that position. And even if his exit strategy was two to three years, dude, like, man, you made the way you came in and promised these things and you became prime God and HBCU this and how I, how I ain't swat. How you, mm. this is how mm. you aren't sweat. Mm. <laughs> this is exactly mm. how. And I, I love, I love, I love Dion. I love what he's done. I respect his decision, but I'm also disappointed in the results that's probably going to come from this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I'm, I am fearful that there there's going to be this step back and and step away. It's, it's going to return to the norm, I think, is the biggest thing. It's going to return back to that hierarchy of football. It's going to return back to, well, I'm not going to go to an HBCU if they aren't getting that notoriety but you got to think they're they're being televised now right uh that's one of the big I don't things think the, that happened did the deal all the way go through did uh, i think they were in talks of it so that that was another thing they were in talks because like think about um what station was that they're saying they were going to start airing HB, hbcu football so okay Dion's bringing all this we're gonna do this the the, the energy the power the marketing is there let's we're getting ready to sign the um to ink the contract Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see how this let's see see how this pans out. <laughs> if you're CBS, if you're ESPN, are you going back? Are you are you continuing down that path? To they may or may not. If they don't, I could see them like you know what. There's been a pause on signing a contract for a TV, signing a TV contract for HBCU football. Let's see how this pans out. 
I could I could very well see that. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping that somebody else as charismatic or or close to charismatic as as Prime comes in and and kind of picks that crown up uh, because without that HBCU will go right back to what it was right it, it being HBCUs loving it and and that's it. And what's so crazy is he didn't change the level of the game. He just brought the 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 notoriety that probably should have always been there. And yeah, JSU was a standout, but you had other powerhouses out there. You had other people. JSU destroyed FAM, but FAM, the only other game they lost was UNC. You know, you have colleges like North Carolina Central University, NCCU, that are out there doing their thing. It's sad that, you know, he made some promises to young men who shifted their way of thinking to tr- put their faith in him. It's sad that we didn't get to com- um, cross the finish line together. It's sad that it might hurt us more than it helped us because now it further proved the point that HBCU football is uh, inferior. Like, those are the things I'm scared of because now, it and, and I don't believe that, but what I do believe is students going to sit there like, well, why would I go uh, Dion left? Yeah, and, and and I think going back to that needing somebody that's as charismatic that can sell that dream. I think there's a big difference of Dion leaving for five million dollars, and you who are a student athlete that basically you get a scholarship. If you not if you don't have an NIL deal, if you're not getting some extra money on the side, you know. It, it, it's not the same as you know the, the the chasing the bag versus the level of effort, the level of talent, the level of exposure that you're going to get. That's what you're chasing as a student athlete. Um, and and if you can get some semblance of that, and that's why you need those primes and those very charismatic you know spokespersons for HBCU football. If we can get that, then you'll get that same exposure, notoriety, and, and stuff like that. That's where we can see that continued shift back towards HBCU football, and people will select fo- uh, HBCUs versus you know a, a group of five. I, it, you, there's no, I I do think it's dead for a power five person to go to an HBCU now. Five-star recruits that are getting um, recruited by Power Fives, they're not going to HBCUs anymore, right? Unless it's like, my dad went there and, you know, my mom went there. I've got a history there. I'm going there. But other than that, Power Five, you might as well give it up. But a group of five, I do feel like, you know, HBCUs can recruit with the three stars, maybe even a a four-star here and there based off of that if they're going to a group of five versus a Power Five. And that's the teams that you're competing with. So it just looks like the the PWIs didn't want him, and so he used JSU to build up his profile in coaching, and then left at the first chance. One other thing I want to say though, Dion definitely deserves the criticism, but people of Mississippi don't be more mad at him than you are at Brett Favre. Let's not <laughs> forget <laughs> what Brett Favre did. Okay. <laughs> Perfect, perfect close. So we just—I oh. I think that was a question. Like, yeah, yeah, that definitely was a question. <laughs> <laughs> Besides that, let's take, let's take a step. 
Dog, outside of that, how's your week going? Like, Buff, that was your opening. <laughs> yeah, I, I know nothing else going on with you guys. How were the holidays? How, how, welcome back. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that was my opening. Go ahead, Roger. What you Yeah, uh, all class was awesome, as always. Uh, I heard a little bit about, you know, the it getting a little too ratchet for the floor towards the end of uh, the night. So, Ferg, you were there. Maybe, you know, your thoughts. I, I boned out about 1130 at 12 I, because it, for me, it did start getting a little too ratchet for me. Uh, but that's just my PTSD type thing. Like it, at, it, at 1130, what time does it end? 12. One. 12. Is it, it's 12. Oh, OK. So I was I was I think, just I think the traffic. it ended early because of the ratchetness. I heard they were extending the hours and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but they were extending the hours and then uh, Miss. Miss McKay, Miss Dillahay, as we know her, got on the mic like, "All right, thank you guys for coming out. Uh, back this <laughs> up." And so, um, but I did seem feel like it was getting a little, a little more r- ratchet, I guess, and I than I expected it to be. But I, I equated that to the age gaps. You know, you yeah. had some people there celebrating their five year high school anniversary. You know, so. That, that's that's what I was thinking as well. Like I didn't I didn't take it as oh my god it's getting too ratchet for whatever. I, it was I wasn't feeling the music anymore, right? I wasn't feeling what everybody was doing anymore. And, and I'm I'm a 41 year old guy, right? And and so when I got there at eight o'clock or seven thirty or whatever before the band came in, they were playing best of the 90s hip hop you know we were backing that ass up and all of that and then by the end of the night they were playing mumble rappers and stuff right and so at that point I, I checked out and so I think that's what we have to get used to is that the alumni have to understand that you're talking about 70s all the way to the 2020s that's a big gap when you're trying to have a single tailgate or a single pep rally right and 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 party and so i i feel like it actually works and the folks that are ready to leave need to leave and the folks that want to stay and and do that can stay i i I think that's what we have to understand you don't have to stay there and shut it down if you're 40 and 50 years old (laughs) so what's the ratchet is just the the music selection no 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 uh i realized it wasn't a place for me when because there was it was a lot of tables a lot of tables, but you had a lot of people who were just general admission. Gen, gen, yeah, gen, yeah, I was going to call them gin pop. Gin pop. <laughs> uh, they didn't look like they finished nobody's school. I realized when I saw 
Because what's funny is because people at tables had bottles and stuff at their table, but the people who didn't, I I lost count of how many people I saw walking around drinking bottles of Duce. Duce, like Duce stock went up that week. Like it was just random dudes, no chase or nothing, just walking around taking bottles of Duce to the head. Uh, poor Duce and chicks mouths and now like that. It's just like that's, that, that, that was that's that's that that's when I realized like this is y'all with a glow riddle glow riddle video. <laughs> That's all. Am I wrong? That's all I do. If you go to the bathroom, you gonna pass 12, 13 bottles of Duce, dog. Oh just, my god, that Duce I, is horrible. It tastes so bad. It's so bad. I can't wait till Jay Z leaves them. He's close to leaving them, by the way. Yeah, and we just stop pretending it's good. Yeah, it, it, it's hilarious. And so I just realized I'm like, these people cannot have a table because yeah. it just makes no sense to walk around with this just bottle. Of varying sizes. Oh, but here's the most ratchet thing. They stole table decorations. Like, I had two sets of friends that they had decorated their table. And, you know, like, chair covers, like, up upscale, like, really nice stuff. And somebody stole all their stuff. It's like char- plate chargers. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, that's how, you know, I was like, all right, it's time for me to go. But it was a yeah. good time. I really enjoyed it. I love my school. Um, we're going to bring the RV down next year. So we're going to have an RV um, spot for the tailgate. So be ready for that. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be dope. I have to, I have to see if I'm going to be back at the all class. The pep rally. Yeah. Is, is that what that's considered? Yeah, that's considered the pep rally. That's why the band comes in and okay. all of that. And I, I was wondering, they didn't even bring the court in this year. So usually they bring the court in and, you know, the person that raised the most money or whatever becomes a king and queen, that type of thing. Court didn't come through. You know, the band was super small. So I don't know what's going on. There's some inner workings there. Maybe we can get some insiders from the school there. But um, even even with that, it's still a huge, huge event. It's still a huge money making event. Uh, people were talking about, oh, well, all these non uh, LaFleur graduates trying to come to the group, the party and to the uh, pep rally. I'm like, they're giving money back to our school. Ultimately, that's what it's about, right? We're throwing a party to make money for the school so we can give a check back to the school. And so I don't really care if all yeah, those folks are coming all, or not. Mm, but all money ain't good money. If you wanna if you want to maintain the image, the brand of your event, you don't always let everybody in. You don't Price always General admission tickets go up to $50, $100 a ticket. Price them out. Just sell to alumni. It's more than enough alumni that'll make it sell out every year. And if you want to still sell to other schools, maybe like that last week, double charge ass or something. That's what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like sell, sell alumni tickets, tables, and all of that. But general admission, how, how, that how, last how, day how, of, but every how do you year, jack it up. Every year, how do you I see, manage that? Yeah, because every year I see alumni wanting tickets and having to buy tickets from people that never went to the floor, but just bought a ticket because they know they can flip it for a few dollars profit. So yeah. I just I say mean, just sell it to us, man. Yeah, well, it, it comes down to how, how do you do that? We have an alumni list. You know who all has graduated from the school. I yeah. mean, wherever they're selling tickets or wherever they're selling tables, 
you got to you know and, and i think that's a little bit of what happens though <clears throat> also is an alumni buys a t- uh, table and then they bring other people right so but if you buy a table then you're responsible for that table and those folks that come there um and i don't think most of the table people were the folks that we're talking about right and so that's why i, I think general admission tickets just need to be priced way higher and that'll price out some folks Oh man, we sound so oh entitled. People hate stuff like that when you talk but about it's not, it. But it's not entitled though. It's our thing. Okay. They chose to want to be a part of it, but it's our thing. So mm-hmm. first dibs should come to us. That's, which that's which they did. Which the tables did, but I think you have to then you put a limit on general admission. It shouldn't be I feel like it was almost one to one people walking around that didn't have tables to people who had tables. Right. And so at a certain point, it's okay if you sell was almost 2000 because we had what almost almost 200 tables. Yeah. Something like that. So 200 tables, you don't go sell another 1500 general admission. You know, you sell maybe another 500 or whatever. You just limit it. You got you have to limit it. Because I do want to keep the quality of the event, you know. I do want Mobile to be able to celebrate Lafleur and its greatness and everything that the heritage of the school, Tomaville and Lafleur. But at a certain time, it's it it. I'm scared it's becoming like the club let out. It's the place to be for Mobile, no matter you know who you are, what you are. You know that oh, it's gonna be jumping at the all class. And what's crazy is. Now that I think about it, the people you talk about price them out. Those are the people that'll pay. <laughs> those True. are the people that's gonna pay. It's 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 not the the random person who happened to graduate from McGill or Viger or, or Blunt that wants to go celebrate with their friends or their coworkers that uh, went to Lafleur. Those are, those aren't the people who were um, acting out. So. That's, That's not my not my problem. Maybe it's just not and maybe it's just not my event. I enjoyed myself for what it was worth. But that's a that's a that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, definitely. So that, that man, that was good. Uh oh, before we get off of that though, did y'all the, the leprechaun looking dude that uh from Chicago that uh everybody went after when he tried to uh talk about that? That's the thing. Like so many other people that I tell about all class, they're like, oh my god, that's a great idea. And they're like, I should talk to my alumni about that. So, so there's something special about all class and that idea. And and we need to be able to lean into that uh, and that pride that we have in that. And it's not dude from Chicago. Both, uh, he made a post about like how do how do people have so much pride in their school? They must have peaked at, in high school or whatever. And it's not about that. Our school set us up for success. And so all the things that we were able to accomplish and do a lot of that came from the friends we made, right? We wouldn't be together if it wasn't for LaFleur. This podcast wouldn't happen. You guys wouldn't be listening to us. We wouldn't be as successful if we as we were if it wasn't for LaFleur and, the, and, and you know, the teachers that poured into us and, and set us up for success and uh, even the counselors that didn't invite us to the event and so we couldn't get our scholarships. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> it, it's there, There's something about the school in all class that's special and I don't want to lose that so shout out to LaFleur alumni shout out to the folks that's actually putting it on and putting it together because I don't think any other school 
in the nation does it like we do it and and that's a big deal uh for us so you know i appreciate that yeah i mean that, that's a lot of good stuff said i'm not really gonna cover much i mean i think we talked about a lot so um let's go ahead and grab sophie let's jump into it yeah let's get a joke clear, clear. hold on greetings sophia greetings hold on i have somebody who wants to talk to you Hey, oh, there we, there we go. Yeah, Tell yeah, Sophia. Yeah. You're okay. Hi, Sophia. Hi. Got Daddy Rizzy and Buff. Hey. Hi. Hey, hey. What's Hello. Up? So Sophia has a joke for us. You think it's gonna yeah. be funny? Okay, let's yeah. do it. Okay. What do elves go to school to learn? What do elves go to school to learn? We give up. We give up. I give up. The alphabet. It <laughs> 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 had nothing to do with the North Pole. <laughs> you guys come up thinking one. about the North Pole. <laughs> she thinks that was a good one. <laughs> good stuff. Good I'll stuff. be back next week. Thank you. We'll hear a joke next week, too, okay? Oh. Tell everybody bye. 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 <laughs> See you, Sky. <laughs> that was a good one by Sophie, though. I didn't get that. I wasn't going to get that one. <laughs> Yeah, she was like, I was like, I don't know what an alphabet is, but eh, it sounds funny. Let's go for it. So, (laughs) but uh, yeah, so I want to get into some relationship talk. I've seen a whole bunch of like, you know, it's cuffing season or or getting into cuffing season. It's decuffing season right now. Is it? Right around around holidays? That's when you break up. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's, That's if you're toxic. But uh yeah. <laughs> no, but I had a I uh I saw a post that says uh you are not in love until you don't want to cheat. And I want to ask you brothers, can you love somebody and cheat on them? Oh yeah. Plus loving and being in love are like two different things, aren't they? So yeah, well, even if you can say I'm in love, like I, you know, this is my spouse, this is my lady, or whatever, I'm in love with her, I, I want to be with her, but I'm a cheat, <laughs> or I, I end up cheating every once in a while, and like you know, kind of going back to that cheating is bad episode where like, eh, it, it, you know, it, it's. Can you love them and be in love with them and still end up cheating on them? Okay, so you changed your question a little bit. Okay. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My answer hasn't changed. Uh, most definitely. I think because, for, for one, I think the idea of love is so vague. You know, you can tell me I didn't love whoever I was dating in 1994, 1998. 2002 2005 like it I love my girlfriends as much as I could at that point or as much as I knew how to what I didn't know how to do I didn't have the self-control I didn't have the it was more about me than my love for them it was more about the my insecurities and how I dealt with conflict and how I dealt with um being in situations I shouldn't have been in and uh that had nothing to do with how I felt about them. Now, I will say this. I can't compare the way I feel about Zeke to any of them. It's not even close, but she made me explore more of those things that caused me to cheat because I, I, I not only did I loved her, I wanted it to work. I needed it to work. And, but do people love, yeah, people love people all the time. 
it's just they don't know how to deal with the other things that goes on go on in life you know we all know what we're supposed to do we just we can't do it we, uh, we're not equipped to do it or we just don't take the time we're not intentional enough about doing it so i think you absolutely can love somebody um or even be in love or whatever you want to say it's just you don't know how to deal with your demons you don't know how to deal with you know saying no you fomo you know uh all those things are real too they're not they're not they they don't exist without it you know it's not like okay because i'm in love all these other feelings and emotions don't exist anymore i feel like byron's going to disagree with me but let's go <laughs> no i actually agree um cheating is i mean there's always uh varying instances but ch- cheating for the most part is just giving in to a temptation mm-hmm. and we give in to temptations all the time um so i don't think it has anything to do with love or lack thereof it's just not having the discipline to resist uh that particular uh temptation now sometimes it's other degrees like some people just don't give a just just do it just cuz but most of the time it's just giving in so yeah you can just like a lot of us love ourselves but that don't stop us from you know eating bad shit, smoking cigarettes or whatever your habit is destroying yeah. your body um it's just something that you give in to so you, and you probably love your on average people love themselves more than they love other people if they want to admit it or not <laughs> exactly yeah that's why i said we know what we're supposed to do we do bad shit all the time yeah. so i love me take your medicine or you're gonna die all right doc and then you don't <laughs> take your med- like this is life or death if you don't take your your, your blood pressure medicine you don't take your diabetes you, 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 you're gonna die and it's like all right and guess what happens you know yeah. like yeah. love is not the exception yeah I, for me i don't know i don't know if you can be truly in love and still cheat on that person um I, I think you can think you're in love. I think you can call it in love. Like you said, if um, at first or best for you were like something about Z, you you said you were in love with those folks before and you're in love with Z, but you're not going to cheat on Z, right? You found love. You actually found love. And so I think the issue is not necessarily that if you're in love you fall to temptation or whatever i i really feel like people don't understand what love really is and what it really is to be in love unless they've gotten to that point where they're like i don't want anybody else like this is my person like this is i nothing is going to no temptation is going to get me out of that right like that is really like truly being in love and so i really feel like it's the definition or or what people think being in love is isn't truly what being in love is but you have to choose being in love every day dude like honestly like you have to choose being a committed husband you have to choose being a great parent like everything you all the good stuff is just like all the bad stuff you have to choose so i say that and i wake up every morning committed to being in love with my wife but at the same time i can't say five years from now if things shift like if you know are those temptations it could be the same temptation but because of how she presents herself or how i'm presenting myself or what i'm going through you know i might be going through something that 
I'm depressed and looking for an outlet. Like I, you just don't know. Like like the same way I thought I was in love then. I know I'm in love, but I can't. The temptations might overpower my love because I'm of other factors. Does that make sense? Like you just you just never know how at my weakest. My weakest in love will it will it is, is it strong enough to overcome those temptations? I think what Rosie is explaining is, I think Rosie, you're playing the results. So someone can have a 20 year perfect record of never cheating, and you say, oh yeah, he loves her or she loves him, and then they slip up one time. It's like ah, they weren't in love after all. So you're like playing the results. Like you can love someone or be in love and have a slip up or whatever or whatever other factors you have to remember we're human beings so it's great to say if you're in love there's no way you should ever cheat but I think we all know by now humans are very complicated we're weak beings at times and we give in to different temptations if that was the case no one would ever like do anything that's harmful or anything so I think we're flawed and like Ferg say it's a daily battle so each day you have to, like you never 100% win that fight. It's something that you have to fight every day to be good at. So so is there a difference of like, I slipped up one time because of going through this, 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 and I'm a habitual cheater. Can you like be an habitual cheater and still be in love? Uh, it's a little different. Cause that, that, that speaks to, that speaks to, that speaks to what I was saying. Like you got some people that just say F it and they're not even trying yeah. versus, you know, go ahead for Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's a slippery slope. Maybe it's not even a slippery slope. Maybe we just don't want to say, yeah, like maybe we just want, we're trying to, you know, like dog, if you're just cheating, like if you're no, I put it this way. You can't because if you're intentionally hurting that person or doing something to hurt that person for your own gain, you can't love them the way you think you do. Right, you can't just like, oh, I'm going to the club tonight. This over there, okay, bet, got it. <laughs> I mean, it, it is. I mean, so you can't just. You're opportunistic. Yeah, you're putting your you're putting your wants and temptations ahead of everything. If you truly love that person and you know that every time you go out, like you're 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 more focused on the opportunity of getting with somebody else then you are protecting that one person. Now, like I said, if and just being real, if you're going through something, and I'm not trying to make an excuse, but life, like Ryan said, we're, we're infallible. We're, yeah, we're human. We're, we're, we're human. human. So it's things happen where, you know, I've been depressed, you know, losing my, my grandmother and my dad all in the same, you know, week and a half span. Now, it didn't cause me to cheat, but like I was at my lowest on some issues. Like I just... I couldn't function right. Like I was just irritated. And so it could drive me to uh, drinking, it could drive to drugs, it could drive to anything, you know, like this is how those things happen where you find yourself in those situations. And, and if you don't get help and work through it, then yeah, you can go down that slope. But just like, psh, man, can't wait to homecoming. Can't wait to all-star weekend. Can't wait to this weekend. Nothing going on, but it's just the weekend, <laughs> right? So it is what it is. Um, but that's real. There's people out here married, divorced, like uh, people cheat because they they just the idea of being with somebody new is more appealing to them or more not appealing, more fulfilling to them than being 
protecting the the sanctity of their marriage, the sanctity of the person they love, and all that stuff. So, and and then when you get into the whole conversation of can we just have an open relationship or you know that type of thing like i feel like more women are probably a little open to that than we would lead on uh if they could do it too right the, the issue is guys want to have an open relationship but want the woman to be faithful at the same time oh yeah my my my, my frail male ego i say that all the time you can talk to the show for all i care but like i can't deal with that <laughs> <laughs> Not even close, buddy. Nope. I got a even, one, even in death. I, I need a, Z to become a nun. I got a wonderful three brothers post that's coming up in a few weeks that speaks to this. Like I if can't. your girl cheat on you before you forgive her, <laughs> remember this, 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 and that. So it's it's funny. I, but I, I, it hurt thinking about it. <laughs> oh, All right, Buff, what you got for us, man? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we started off talking about Dion. I want to go back to uh, athletes because um, I, I was looking at this Instagram post and I sent it to you, Razio, if you want to add the audio in the show. But it's Muhammad Ali talking about, um, I, I don't know what the question that was asked, but he's pretty much saying that if there are 10,000 snakes and a thousand of them are good, but they're but all ten thousand are coming at me, and I can close the door. Do I just leave the door open because, hey, you know, there's a thousand good ones in there? And he was relating that to racist white people, well, white people, and saying that yeah, there are some good white people, but there are a lot of racist. And then you look at this past week with what LeBron said about um, not necessarily about Jerry Jones, but about the Jerry Jones photo and criticizing the media. Uh, it just got me to thinking. Uh, do you want your athletes speaking up and speaking out like Muhammad Ali of the past? And the second part of that question is, will we ever have an athlete like that to speak out? Because I think I sent you guys this post a few weeks ago and you guys were like, nah, LeBron is maybe the closest to it, but we'll never have anyone that will speak out like that. So is that something that we even want? And if so, do you think that can ever happen? As long as they're not Kyrie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's the issue, right? Is that do I want them to speak out? Yes. But the problem is I want them to be educated and and understand what they're saying, right? And the impact and and all of that. Because truthfully, the thing about it is uh, Muhammad switched, right? Ali switched his rhetoric once he broke from the nation of Islam um, or or a little bit of it uh, so he, you know he, he was down with the nation he stayed with the nation after um, you know Malcolm X left but he did start softening a little bit uh, towards, towards the end um, but I, I think he understood who he was talking to his audience and he was speaking from a place that made sense. Um, 
I think there's way too much misinformation out there for us to just blanket say, yes, we want all of our athletes speaking uh, out because of that, right? It, 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 there's going to be the folks who understand there's going to be folks that go down a rabbit hole and follow whatever like conspiracy theories Kanye is following uh and so we we have to be very careful about saying yes all of them I I I would never say shut up and dribble I would never say hey don't go out and and use your platform um but I do want that and I but I don't think anybody's going to be as powerful as Muhammad Ali it, it, it truthfully it could have been a, a coach prime or somebody like that somebody we, we talk about charisma and has the the be able to go on and articulate well and make a point tell a story I don't know how many athletes can do that right it, it it's that's very difficult to find boxing is probably one of your best ones right because they have to market their matches themselves right it's all about them and how they kind of go out and do it so they have to be more charismatic a lot of times than some of your team-based athletes and things like that so i I think if it does happen it'll probably come from more of a a single uh player uh type of uh of of sport kind of like your boxing or something like that when it comes to team sports, I don't think many people say, yeah, you go out and, and kind of have your own platform and do your thing as a team sport person. Um, and so, yeah, I do think LBJ or, or LeBron might be the, the like probably best example of that in our era. I don't see too many other people coming out on uh, doing that, but it, it, I, I, I do think some of these new younger kids that are coming out nowadays that they with these NIL deals and stuff like that probably could have or will do it because when we, we talk about Kaepernick, right? Kaepernick probably was the best example of speaking out for us and you see what happened. They, they set a precedent with him. So people know that if I do speak out too much, I'll get canceled and all that. So they have to toe that line. And and so that's a, another reason why when you have your boxing and stuff like that, where they promote their own things, they don't have to worry about that as much because they can't get benched. They can't get sidelined, right? I go out, I box, I do my thing. If I, if I knock somebody out, you can't deny me, right? right. <laughs> right? Versus, yeah. you know, you can put me on the bench or you can cut me or whatever. So there, there's that too. So I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't see anybody kind of stepping up, but, and, you know, I'm hopeful. I do want it. So, um, I like Rozzy. Yeah. Same thing you got to say. Because nobody else has to censor themselves. Why should an athlete? Why should Kyrie have to censor himself if Trump doesn't? Dude was a fucking president of the United States. He said what the hell he wanted to say. If anybody should censor themselves, it should be the leader of the free world. Not somebody you, you see as a person you want to shut up and dribble because they disagree with you. Do I agree with Kyrie? No. I feel like, yeah, they should be able to speak, speak out. You know, the world we live in, everybody has a voice. Everybody has a voice. Now, I, I will clarify for me, I think speaking up and taking a stand are two different things. If my athletes speak up or not, I really don't, you know, have something to say. I may never look at a uh, Anthony Davis post or a, uh, interview of his. I don't know what the hell his stance is on anything. You know, uh, his views. But when there's something where we need representation, I expect them to, the same way, I would want them to 
stand up or stand out for those things. When we were talking about police brutality and stuff like that, when it was these things that we needed somebody on a larger scale to represent us and show solidarity, similar to um, Kaepernick and, you know, the kneeling and everything that a lot of the players did. I, I, I hope to see that more. Will we see it uh, on the level of Muhammad Ali? No, because there's too many distractions. It's it's everybody has a voice now. And so they weren't interviewing all these other random black athletes. Muhammad Ali got the mic because he was a boxer and he had to promote himself. Everybody has a Twitter page. If how many athletes make a post every day? Nobody cares. Unless it's something controversial or whatever. Athletes make a post every day. Thousands of athletes, male, female, transgender, everybody makes posts. You know, um, unless it's something jarring or, you know, like the whole Jerry Jones thing, it's it that's when it gets publicity. And I was following you. I disagree with you when you said it had to be a boxer or something like that or a single sports. Then I kind of was feeling you, but I go back to no, because I feel like the publicity or the people follow clubs. So the the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, because you're a Cowboys fan or you're a Cowboys hater or you're an NFL fan is why Dak making a statement is going to have more impact than a Tyson Fury making a statement or a Wilder making a statement. Because if you're not, a, you know, LeBron making a, these people have the power because they have the support and the staff of the club. They, the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys or the Indianapolis Colts or whoever, you, you look at the team, not just the person. You look at what they represent. And especially if they make something, make a statement that's kind of out of the norm that could potentially get them in trouble, you know. What would it take for Patrick Mahomes to say something, speak out that could possibly bench him? So when he says, it's like, man, I can't believe Patrick Mahomes just said that. Like, maybe he's going to lose his job. Maybe he's going to get benched for a little while. What's going to happen? Like, oh, oh, no, I I, I want to clarify. I I want them to. I think they should. I don't see it right happening. I, oh, no, no, that's no. what I mean. I don't see it yeah. happening because, yeah, because of, of the, the, that, because the team. Of those, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that's my thing. That's why I think they would have the biggest it would it would the biggest impact would come from that so you brought up you brought up uh kaepernick the reason kaepernick was so big is because of everything that happened while he while he made his stance he got benched he wasn't getting resigned all those things made the story bigger than what he said because at the end of the day he really didn't say People put words in his mouth. They made the story because of everything else. If a fighter came out and didn't stand for, do they even do the national anthem at a boxing match? Or like, you know, oh, this person didn't stand for the national anthem. He kneeled. That'll be a one day story. Either you're going to watch the pay-per-view. He's not going to fight for another four months, five months, and you, you move on. The question is the week before, will he stand this time? You know, that's it. Buff, what do you have for us? Um, so Kaepernick is in- interesting because 
like he did speak in the beginning because he, he was getting all the questions of why why were you sitting or why were you kneeling during the national anthem, and he spoke and he kind of messed up a little bit in Miami, uh, but. Overall, he hasn't said much. It's like Ferg said, people were just <laughs> speaking for him. We rarely heard from uh, from Kaepernick. I think when Ali did it, it was a different time. Like boxing was the premier sport, so to speak, especially heavyweight boxers. And, you know, he just had that platform that uh, I think boxers don't have today. Overall, I agree. I want our athletes to speak up and speak out, even if we don't agree with them. But will we ever get anything like an Ali again? I'm going to say no, but we can if they choose to. I know a lot of people say, well, black athletes can't speak up because they'll mess up their career or this, that, and other. I hear that, but I just feel like when you have, and yes, he is white, but still, when you have a mediocre wide receiver like Riley Cooper, who you know, was at a concert saying he wanted to fight every nigger in there, right? And he still was able to play another two seasons, a guy that was averaging like 33 catches a season, three touchdowns a season. He said that and still stayed in the league another two seasons. Then I think a superstar like LeBron James or a superstar like Steph Curry or a superstar like Patrick Mahomes can say what the hell they want to say and not jeopardize their career. If a guy that has that level of talent can say he want to fight every nigger and, and have five years in the NFL. It's, it's what he said and who runs the league. That's the what, difference. It, it That's the difference, but they those owners want to win. You know what I mean? So I, I just think that, you know, a superstar can can speak up. I just don't think they will because of what you said. Like, they, they are aware of the power dynamic. Now, I agree and disagree with some of what LeBron said at his presser about uh, Jerry Jones' photo. He mentioned he has the power. I don't think LeBron has power. LeBron has leverage, but he doesn't have power. Power is the person that gets the final say-so on what happens. Leverage is LeBron going to that person with power and saying, I think this is what you should do. The person with power decides whether or not they listen to him or not. LeBron doesn't really have power though. So I we're not gonna see it again. That that's that's pretty much my answer. <laughs> we're, we're not we could, but but we're cancel not. culture cancel culture is too great. But can't you you think so like if LeBron went out there, like went way out there, you think he could be canceled? Yeah. His sneaker yeah. he'll still play basketball. Sneaker deals will be gone. It'll tarnish his image. It, it's just, it's just, yeah, yeah. It hurts the players. It hurts everybody. And he would have yeah. to be willing to. How, how long was Ali out when uh, they didn't let him box? Like he'd have to be willing to do things like that. Like that's what made Ali so special, right? And that's yeah. what made Kaepernick so special. It's like yeah. I'm willing to give it all up because I know you probably will try to take it from me. And now, like if LeBron did that today, and let's say he, backlash. Oh, that's say that's why he's washed up anyway, and all like it's just yeah. you. you it's, yeah, it's not the height Gian, of his. Can Giannis, can Giannis do that today? Right. <laughs> the most dominant player in the NBA right now, and just say, um, it's scary. I mean, but even like LeBron, LeBron is probably in a prime position to speak out if he if he doesn't resign another. Maybe he has one more season or two. 
okay, I'm done. And and on his farewell tour or after that, he becomes a a speaker and he talks about these type things. I think some of our athletes maybe they had to plan it better instead of go, everybody going into uh, wanted to go into commentary and stuff like that. You become a public speaker, right? Like Le- LeBron, LeBron, his- LeBron isn't charismatic as an Ali. LeBron can speak; he could speak on it, but he's yeah. not gonna attract the attention because he's not as colorful, because he's not as outspoken. Like he, he it, it's different coming from a corporate, like, yeah, it's very but, different. But I, would you, would you want to hear somebody doing that today? What I well, not, not that, not that, but yeah, I I, we talked about Prime, it. right? We talked about Prime. <laughs> Prime is the perfect example of that. Like, if Prime spoke out on something and gave it up, he has that charisma to keep you engaged when he yeah. talks about it. It doesn't have to be running the dozens like Ali did or whatever. That was cool back then. He can do it in a way and still use that charisma and do it in a way that is relevant today. But I, I. LeBron doesn't have that. Like he he's not that guy, right? That that's what you okay. need, and and it's hard. And that that's what made Ali so special is because he had he had the brains, the 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 intelligence. He understood the plight. He was willing to speak on it, and he was charismatic, and people just were attracted to him. It's like he was the perfect storm. Uh, and so I don't see it. It's going to be. Uh, oh my god lightning in a bottle moment if we get it again because you have to bring all those things together again in a single person okay I get it and Coach Prime if you uh, disagree with anything we said on the show or if anybody wants to get this message to Coach Prime and he would like to speak out and speak his voice tell him to contact us at three brothers no sense yeah we need to try to get him on yeah Yeah. at gmail.com um and you can also uh, listen to us on Inspire You on air every Monday night, 10 p.m. The new, the the new, new beat, beat of the bay. bay. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and close it out, fellas. Uh, I, you know, Razio just mentioned Inspire You on air, the new beat of the bay. Uh, so we want to definitely give them and the audience that listens to us on them a huge shout out. We thank you guys. Encourage other people to, to download the Inspire You app for free. Check us out every Monday night. But I also want to give a shout out to uh, just the listeners in general. We got some uh, statistics back. Uh, Spotify in particular, we're like the top 10% of podcasts shared worldwide. And we we actually, maybe you guys know what to say now, but when we saw that, sh- like we were speechless, man. So just, we tell you guys, thank you all the time. I hope it doesn't sound like just like a, a empty platitude. We really mean that. Thank you. It's a billion podcasts out there. The fact that you guys are choosing us to listen to means the world to us. So thank you. We ask you to continue to share the show. Uh, tell people about it. Get some merch. You know what I mean? Wear, like wearing our hoodies and our shirts and stuff. That helps get the word out. Threebrothersnosense.com. Get some merch there. But just Thank you. We we've more than doubled our Instagram followers in the last couple of months. We went from like 535 followers. I think we're close to like I don't know 1,200 or so. So we've we've been growing. We saw some a lot of growth the second half of uh, this year, and I'm not stupid to admit that it probably began with the Eugene Goodman interview. We'll but take hey, it. Hey, 
but we'll take it. You guys stuck around and um, just thank you. That's all I got to say. Just thank you. Yeah, I'll just echo that. Um, Jason David Frank, I don't know if you guys know him. He's the original White Ranger or Green Ranger, went to White Ranger. Um, but he is like, you know, my childhood in a nutshell when it comes down to, oh, I had to get home so I could watch Power Rangers. Uh, and and he died of suicide uh, last week. So that's a big deal. Like, no matter how big somebody is, we talk about the our heroes and everything like that. Check on the uh, folks that are strong, man, or the folks that look like everything is going well. Uh, make sure you're checking on them so that you know you you can that was that was a sad one for me that one hit home for me but uh, again echo what buff said thank you guys thank you guys we, as we go into the holidays um want to talk about that suicide prevention and and what's going on with that uh and and finally i just want everybody to go out over the holidays and serve serve people um you know, that's a little bit of what we try to do here is get word out, have conversations, entertain you guys, inform you guys. But uh, we also go out and we serve. It, you hear us talk about it a lot, right? Uh, the lamp lighters and what we do and, and Buff and his speaking engagements, uh, <laughs> big time speaker uh, for protecting the capital and stuff. But, um, you know, we, we love to serve and we want you guys to go out and, and serve and give back to your community somehow uh, however you can in any capacity so that's all i got man well um perfect fellas i don't have much it's been a pleasure um doing this podcast this year with you guys as usual thank you as my co-host said to our listeners when i saw that i had to look at it a couple of times to make sure they were talking about us and i was reading it correctly and was just downplaying like that this can't be this can't be real you know yeah but and, and just it, to, just to clarify on that that's not just on spotify so spotify bought anchor and so that wrapped episode is actually from all podcasts that are hosted on anchor which is the biggest podcast and hosting platform mm-hmm. uh so when when we say top 10 percent, that's that's a big big deal uh not just from on spotify because apple is the biggest platform uh to listen but still it's huge so I'm even more impressed now. Right. Um, but thank you guys once again. Like Rosie said, um, suicide prevention. Check on your friends. Talk to people. It's been a it's been a crazy year for once again for my circle. You know, a lot of us are entering first or second times. You know, missing people for the holidays and. I don't think it ever gets easier. Whatever the case may be, check on people. It, it's it's a lot going on out there, man. Stay safe. Um, if you need somebody to talk to, please reach out. Um, I think, Raz, we can provide the suicide prevention hotline, all that information on our show. Yep. But once again, three brothers, no sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment. And most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.